Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club. Eating a lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. <laughs> The St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning. Hope everyone is having a fantastic day to start things out here on this lovely weekend. Will Darkins, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man. Which is I mean, I've literally just spent this whole week waking up every morning thinking, how the hell can I get closer to the Super Bowl? How can I get more ready for this game, this game of champions? It is the GOAT Tom Brady versus the baby GOAT Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We need to get all of our... Super Bowl talk into this first hour because the Blazers game starts in just about an hour. And that's true. will lose you. Yeah, that's true. Because it's Knicks Blazers, which, I mean, the only thing more important in your life than Knicks Blazers is breathing. Like, that's it. Breathing, Knicks Blazers, that's it. That's what sustains you. Cigarettes. Yeah. That's in there, too. Yeah. Have you ever watched an early weekend Blazers game? Because they do this about every year. Every no, year they have, like, I, a weekend early game. It's, the tip is actually usually noon, but today it's 10 a.m. Yeah. As I had so accurately pointed out in my update. You mentioned it, yeah. About an hour. About roughly an hour. About an hour roughly there. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be sooner than it will be later. This one time, I remember back when I was drinking, um, <laughs> I had gotten up hungover, and it was a Sunday game that tipped off at noon, and I think it was against the Raptors. Sure. And I remember I got up. And I noticed that the Blazer game was on and I just go, I'm just going to start drinking again. <laughs> well, that seems accurate. 
Well, it's it's probably one of the worst wasted days I could have had. What? Instead of like getting drunk on a Sunday during football hey. season, I decided to get hammered on a Sunday watching a Blazers Raptors game. Sure. Probably March. Probably a March game. When was the last time you drank? Last <laughs> five years ago. Five years ago. So this was bare minimum five years ago. That's right. And and here you are recalling that day. How many days? Uh, can you just pick out and be like, you know what day I remember? There's one of them. It may not be. You it mean may what not days be I your, was drunk? May not be your proudest memory, but there you go. I couldn't recall a single afternoon tip of a specific Blazers game that has any meaning in my life. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm sure that I watched them, but I don't. I can't remember time and place. You've got that moment. Those are few and far between. Hold on to that memory as sacred. Well, it's because I'm an actual Blazers fan and you're not. No, I absolutely love the Blazers. I am anti-Damian Lillard. Yes, you are. But I'm all about the Blazers. Sure. So I just I just consume Blazers stuff all tell me the another, time. Tell me another story about a Blazers-Raptors game that you remember. Uh, actually, no, no, no. Oh, this one. is the worst part. <laughs> is that it's another one, and I was drunk <laughs> yeah, at the game. <laughs> okay. So this is actually a good one. Okay. Well, they both, but th- again, the fact that you remember I them know. makes them both valuable. And this valuable. is sad. And okay. this, this might have something to say about the fact that it's me drinking during Raptors games. Sure. So this was back when I was playing at Oregon State, and this was between, I'm going to guess it was the Emerald Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was the Emerald Bowl. The Emerald Nuts Bowl? The Emerald Nuts Bowl where you were gifted. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. You were gifted nuts. And uh, might I just side story that we all joked about getting gifted nuts and it became a sick reality when we got there, and the sure. bowl gift was just an S10 of nuts. Did they give you any Brazil nuts? No. Okay. It was like honey roasted. They Ooh, had some cracked peppered bad. ones. I'm mad at that. Yeah, but you'd be mad if, like, you had friends on U of O, and you sure. asked them, and they went to, like, the Holiday Bowl. They were like, yeah, we got PlayStation. The PlayStation Holiday Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> like, yeah, I got bowl. nuts. Yeah, what do you get the uh, salty, the nuts. bad boy mowers gra- Gasparilla Bowl? Oh, you- now see, hold on a second. I would effing love getting a lawnmower. Right now you would. Oh, but yeah, where dude. did you live when you played college football? I lived in a house with uh, about six other problematic undergrads, and we called ourselves the squad. Sure. So at the squad house, that's right. Did you need a new mower? Well, no. Okay. So we never cut the lawn. There you go. So would you have been excited to get your new mower? Any Grass other fo- as high as my belly button. Any other football players on the team? Or uh, in, the, in the squad? In the squad? Yeah. There, Justin Ingram was on the squad for yeah. a bit. And so then he got a scally at Portland State. And then he had the PDX three. squad. And I hung out with that squad for a bit. Not the original squad. Not the original Not squad. Not as good as the original squad. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so so I got to tell my other two story. mowers at the squad <laughs> is what I'm saying. So you wouldn't have been that excited. So right before let's right reset. Okay, right before, can I tell my story about getting drunk at a Blazers game? Right before the Nut Bowl, you went to a Blazers game. Okay, so they took the team to a Blazers game, right? Oh, nice. That's right. Nice. That was nice of them. They uh, made up for the nuts. They shoved us all into a bus. And said, "Get your asses down to this Blazer game." So, naturally, I was around uh, 18, 19 years old at the time. This was my redshirt freshman year. Okay. And all my buddies were like, well, we're going to a Blazer game, so we should get drunk. So we did that in the bus. Very practical. Yeah, very practical. But real quick, a little confused about one part. Sure. How did you drink before you were 21? Um, 
Is that a thing? Well, I mean, it was pretty tough. I'll bet. Now, have you heard of colored water bottles? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's an easy way to put vodka in. Oh, gotcha. And then people don't know until they smell your breath. Yeah. And you're hugging people. (laughs) So we get to the game, and I get myself up in the stands there, and we're watching, and the whole time I'm screaming out, I'm being a loud Blazers fan. I think for some reason I had some weird accent affect. Like I was doing like a Boston accent and screaming or something because I thought that was funny. (laughs) Terrible Boston. Let's go Blazers. (laughs) Get in there! Yeah. Hey, Lamarcus! Like Lamarcus, get after him! Like, in my head, I thought it was funny, and I was like, oh, everybody's loving my Boston accent People right now. People think I'm hilarious. <laughs> Me and Vodka are best friends. So I'm sitting there screaming, and I'm yelling. And so I'm, good you stopped drinking. Oh, I know. And I'm throwing out F-bombs, and I'm saying horrible things about the Raptors. Sure. And this was This was Brandon Roy. This was, I think, like year three into Brandon Roy. Maybe year two. And Were the you whole calling time, him Wah? Right, right. Let's go, Wah! And so the whole time I'm sitting there doing this, I'm doing this the whole game. Like, I'm going hard at it. I still got my water bottle, by the way. That yeah, was sick. Because so you used to be able to bring them into arenas. Yeah. Yep. It kind of sucks now. But um, So I'm doing that, and, like, I would say close to the fourth quarter, somebody comes up to me. It was Aaron Nichols, wide receiver. Sure. And he's like, Hey man, I just want to let you know real quick that the strength and conditioning coach has been sitting behind you the entire game and he can smell your breath and he knows you've been screaming. <laughs> and I just and what was the punishment like, for that? Oh, there was no punishment. Yeah. He just looked really pissed off. <laughs> and I did I'm one not, of those things. I'm, not mad, like, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I did one of those things where like if you've ever seen an action movie where like you're like like something is like Im- imminently coming for you. I did one of the slow turns mm-hmm. and then like the the horn get real low, the yeah. and I look over and the dude is just like looking forward, pissed off, and then like doing shooting glances at me like every once in a while. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then you were waiting for the punishment that never came. And then it never came, which yeah. was pretty sick. Well, there but- you go. See, great story. Great. I mean, there's no finish to that story. Yeah, there the is. The ending is very disappointing. The strength and conditioning coach was behind me. Yeah. The whole time. Okay. And? No punishment. Yeah. No repercussions. It just shows how badass I am. Oh, is that what it is? Or was. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time. There was a time in my life where I was a badass. Let me tell you about the time that I was cool. <laughs> no longer a thing. Do you remember two Raptors games? <laughs> what you're saying? Who won the game? Oh, we did. Hey, go Pretty Blazers. sure we did, yeah. Maybe. I'm, uh, I'm like 40% sure we won that game. Sure, we can pull it up in basketball reference yeah. and see. Uh, compare, like an 08 game, I think. Compare the uh, Emerald Nuts timeline to the uh, Blazers Raptors timeline, and we can we can figure this out. Let me tell you something, man. In 08, that was the year, man. Yeah. That was when I was at the height of cool. Yeah. Yeah, the most memorable uh, sporting event that I went to because of alcohol mm. uh, was it was the Hawaii versus hosting Nevada at the uh, Aloha Stadium, and the Hawaii Bowl. No, no, no. It was just it was a regular season oh, game because like, yeah. they play in the same uh, conference. Formerly the WAC. 
Used to be the WAC back when it was the WAC, and Colin Kaepernick was the starting quarterback for Nevada at the time. Oh, damn. And uh, I remember, uh, well, my wife and I went with a friend who was in the restaurant industry in Hawaii, a very tight-knit group of people. Mm. Uh, my wife actually used to manage a restaurant in Hawaii, so she knows a lot of people in that industry. So what we did was we walked around the perimeter of the stadium, meeting all of her friends who work for the alcohol distributors, and then... Shots, 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 shots. Nice. Pretty much the whole way around the stadium. So we're all pretty drunk. Um, but there was a few of us that were like super drunk. And that was my wife and her friend. And so I was sitting there watching the football game. And somehow there was enough space in the stadium that we all kind of spread out across the thing. And then people were just moving around. And then I was like, I, was like, I turned back to be like, man, this guy's really good, this quarterback for Nevada. And I didn't know who Cap was at the time. And then I turned back, and it's her friend, and she's just like, she goes, I think I'm drunk. And then she licked my face. Good memories. I probably would remember the game either way, but it just it adds a little bit to it. So if you haven't already started drinking for the 10 a.m. Blazers game today, start. And you want this to be a memorable Knicks Blazers game, start drinking. We recommend you start drinking. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Oh, what? You got kids or something? You got like responsibility? I'll ask start you. Start drinking. I'll ask you a question. Okay. What are you doing tomorrow for the Super Bowl? Guy that doesn't want to drink at 10 a.m. for the Blazers Knicks game. What are you doing? You're getting up. Yep. Cracking a beer. You're getting ready for the Super Bowl because you want it to be a memorable day. If you give the same attention, you give just try it. Give the same attention that you would give the Super Bowl to this 10 a.m. Blazers uh, tip mm. tilt against the Knicks. You will create a memory that will last a lifetime. This tilt, the tilt. Oh These are, man, uh, we talked about this last week. These are both uh, teams at the bottom uh, bottom part of the playoff picture for their respective conferences. This is the battle. You want to see how you line up against the Eastern Conference? <laughs> Knicks. You know, the one thing that you do want to watch is, uh, like, weekend games are always when uh, the broadcasters take their ties off. Oh, yeah. Very true. That's the best. Watch out. If you ever watch local news on the weekend, first of all, get a life. Second of all, <laughs> like, notice they're not wearing ties. Really? And that's very purposeful. That's to communicate hey! to you that... It's a weekend. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. about the news, but I'm also about partying. Yeah. And I'm here for both. All right. Well, do you want to talk some Super Bowl? You've been you've been talking Super Bowl all week. You and Dusty, huh? Sure, yeah. Yeah, some you got Super anything Bowl. left? Some super butt. What's the one let's here's where we're starting. Okay. The one thing that that uh old old Dusty Hera wouldn't let Will talk about during Super Bowl week. You oh. wanted to talk about all week and he kept shooting you down. That's what we're going to talk about next. The one thing that is too taboo for Dusty Hera, we'll play right here on the center and the saint. I mean, oh, spo hey, uh, spoiler uh, alert, uh, uh, evidence Ray Lewis did it. <laughs> That's where we start. <laughs> next, center and saint on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I know that we were going to talk Super Bowl here, but, man, I just got a bombshell sports breaking news thing dropped in my lap. Okay. Next week. Yeah. You ready? Wait for it. Okay. Go ahead. The golf show is back. Golf in the Northwest. Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein, right here in the 1080 of the fan studio. They're back, baby. They're back. Golf in the Northwest. She's back. You're welcome. And world-class producer Will Darkens will just be hammering that S. They got... They got Will Darkins. They did. I heard that he was. Uh, I heard he was going to big time him this year. Oh, well. I heard that. Unfortunately, there's only one other person here on Saturday morning <laughs> that early, hence why I have to do it. Yeah, get to do it. It's not. Oh, that's right. Get to do it. Yeah. What, what an honor. What? What an honor. Lucky you, man. Lucky you. I, I'll just be on the sidelines, just hoping to get thrown into the game. Yeah. Well. Just waiting for Jason Swigard to get drunk in Vegas where he can't actually perform his duties as a host of the show, and then I get to step in. That was so awesome. Uh, oh, I made it. Uh, golf show. We had to frigging call him like five times before <laughs> no, he no, picked up. No, we didn't. We had to call people that knew him. Oh, that's right. We had to figure out who, like, like. all right, I, we know other people in Vegas right now that know his whereabouts. Let's see if he's alive. Let's see if we can get him on the tie line in his hotel room in Vegas because he has to do the golf show this Saturday. Yeah. Pilots got routed, routed out of the uh, uh, West Coast Conference tournament, and then he decided to get blitzed, and then he had to wake up to do an 8, 8 a.m. golf show. Oh. The first Thanks. two segments were literally just him, uh, like uh, trying uh, to put a, put a thought together. <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Oh. Uh, Harold, Harold talk. I'm just trying to hold in a, a burp. <laughs> I do love the noises, the 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 noise you make when that oh, is the case. Yeah, that. Okay, okay, let's do it. Uh, tiger. So tiger. All right, you ready to talk super banquet? Super banquet. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the superb owl is tomorrow. It, it sure is. is. It is uh, the biggest football game. Of the year, this is like the CBS sports broadcasting wet dream of a game, right? Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes. You've talked about this game ad nauseum throughout Super Week. Here we are the day before the game. Is there anything you haven't talked about on this game? Uh, 
I don't know. See, this is the weird part about doing media like the week and a half before the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, well, the, the two week, because yeah, the last time week Tampa of, Bay, yeah, yeah. the last time Tampa Bay was in this game, it was only the week. They didn't have that buy. The, the Pro Bowl the, back in 2003, Yeah, they didn't have the Pro Bowl week, which, of course, was no Pro Bowl week this year. And usually I kind of interpret it as a week and a half because you take probably the first two days of the week after to kind of like dissect the championship games. Sure. Then there's that weird Tuesday lull, but like, you know, we've gone over the whole goat baby goat thing with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, one one storyline that I think is kind of getting ignored is the whole idea that this is Tom Brady's first Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like, and I guess maybe this is the ultimate test of who won the divorce. I mean, maybe right well, now. No, you I could... think it's clear right now that for one year, the Bucks won. Obviously. But let me present it to you like this. Let's say the Bucks go into this game, and it's very unlikely, but let's just say the Bucks go into this game and just get boat raced. Sure. Like, pants down, totally bad. Okay. Not great. Can't execute on everything. <laughs> bad Tom, and not great. Tom Brady, first half of 2016 Super Bowl times two. Okay. Sure. Do you then still have the same opinion? Well, yeah, because... What was Tom Brady's last game in New England? Uh, Thrown a pick six. Against? Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you end, things end badly. A wild card game, right? Yeah. Things end badly anyways, right? You, you, no matter how it goes, it's, you're never, you very rarely go out on top. So when he left New England, he, the the final play that he made, but you don't you don't look back at it and go, well there it goes that was a waste of time and you know in that season they made it to the playoffs they they were a good team. Now what was the last play of the year for New England this year? What like week six when you mm. went oh look Cam Newton can't throw football anymore, <laughs> like like you know I mean the season was over long before the final play of the season this year. So you just look at it and you go ah it's. So that that was a very, very disappointing season for Belichick. Cam Newton was definitely the wrong guy. Stidham wasn't ready to step in and be any better because otherwise it would have played him. Which is too the, bad because I totally called that. I was like, it's Jared Stidham time. Yeah. And then, well, then half the half the defense opted out. You did not. I know. But half of the defense opted out before the season even started. And Tom Brady's playing in the Super Bowl. You could lose by a thousand. This could be the worst Super Bowl performance we've ever seen by any team ever. And they already beat the Patriots in year one. Beat Belichick. They did. Tom Brady beat Belichick. I didn't see that coming. I thought Belichick would have a much better plan. But it was weird. It was, it, right around the same time that Cam Newton signed, they had all those opt-outs. And it, it felt very different. And you wait, look at the way Tom Brady treats his team. You know, he yelled. Tom Brady yelled at one of his teammates for crying after they won the NFC Championship game. Yeah, We're not done awesome. yet. What the F are you crying for? What the F are you crying? We're not done yet. Uh, like Tom Brady yeah. is the man, dude. This well, is a, this is not what I expected. Well, and you know something interesting about that is that you know it was always the discussion of system over, um, I don't know, Tom Brady being a system quarterback sure. over Belichick's genius, right? Yep. yep. And so you know the system that Belichick had put under Brady and that had kind of created the foundation for him to have this like 15 year run right like i count the start of his career x out about 5 years in the 2000s and then yeah. start back in the 2010s uh it's a system of 
high protection, play action, solid running games, and one reliable receiver, right? Sure. That's been Tom Brady's that's been Tom Brady every successful year that he has had with the Patriots. It's always, I got my receiver. You got the offensive line in there to protect me. We got a pretty good running game, but the other foundation of it is incredible defense an incredible defensive scheme. Yes. And I guess I should have known better that when he went to Tampa Bay and that he had Mike Evans and that they started to shore up the offensive line. And then when they acquired Leonard Fournette and when he started playing Antonio better after Brown, week 12, and just, just, Antonio yeah. Brown and the defense is really good at getting Jason Pierre Paul. I was like, well, I don't know if it's so much as Tom Brady winning in the divorce or more Tampa Bay winning because they just stole Bill Belichick's blueprint. But, <laughs> like, but they didn't steal his blueprint. The, the, the amazing thing about Bill Belichick and what he was able to accomplish with the Patriots and Tom Brady is that the NFL is designed with all of the way that they set your draft picks, the way that they, they penalize the, the Patriots multiple times it's designed and works effectively in having your worst teams get better quickly. It is very rare that you have a team just stay at the bottom. Everybody has flashes. The Bills had a very long stretch where they were not very, a very good football team, but they had countless opportunities to get early draft picks that could change the fortune of their team. It seems like Josh Allen is that early draft pick that has now put them you know, in the upper echelon of the AFC. Now, whether or not they stay there is dependent on a ton of factors, but now they've got a target on their back in the AFC East, and the division is coming for them, right? Mm. The, the way they set up the schedule if you finish in fourth place you play at least two other fourth place teams on the schedule that nobody else in your conference plays so it's designed to help you get better quickly if you win it's designed to knock you down a little bit you get a late draft pick you get you have to play against two extra first place teams that nobody else in your conference or in your division plays against they they've set it up to knock you down the patriots managed to not only do that well they didn't get high draft picks they did it well they were penalized for deflate gate for spy gate for you know whatever other nefarious things bill belichick and the team were up to aaron but, hernandez thank you there you go is that but, what you're thinking <laughs> there's another one <laughs> but but you can you you look at the way he was able to keep a nfl or a, a super bowl contender in an NFL that's designed to not have you contend every year for it. And when you go, well, Belichick was able to do it with glue and, and gum and duct tape and build a defense with guys that were undrafted, like, you know, Malcolm Brown making that, you know, great or Malcolm Butler making that great play at the end of the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. He turned that guy into a guy that could be the player he needed to fill one role. Yeah. You got one job on this team and that was the Patriot way. But the question was, well, he also happens to have the greatest quarterback ever. Mm. So now the, when the divorce happens, you go, well, is, you know, gum and duct tape going to be able to hold up without Tom Brady? Answer, no. <laughs> Very quickly is no. Tom Brady went to a much better team, but Tom Brady also is part of the Patriot way where it's going. Dude, I have enough relationships of 20 years of playing in this league that I can get guys to come and want to play with me. Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, pick another. There's a handful of other guys that decide. Oh, Gronk is the most obvious. Randy one. Moss. <laughs> well, but but Gronk goes, yeah, dude, I'll go to Tampa Bay and play. The guy was retired, but he's like, yeah, for Tommy, I'll go down there. He Bruce Arians has come out and said, yeah, I let Tom coach. I part of the reason he left is he didn't get to be in charge, dude. 
It's freaking Tom Brady. What am I going to do? Tell him not to tell the team how to be better at football? He's pretty good. So the team has gelled around Tom Brady. And yes, I think they had better pieces than what they had, what he left behind him in New England. Mm. But there's a big element of of Tom Tom's stamp on this team. When they were eh, okay in the middle of the season, you think Tom Brady was okay with that? Well, guys, we'll get him next year. No. <laughs> he goes in there, he screams at everybody. Oh, that's okay. He goes, here's the changes we need to make if we want to be in the Super Bowl. Well, he had his first lousy year last year in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single year, even if they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, they were in the AFC title game or they were you know, somewhere else. It's like yeah. he had his first lousy year, and it was like, ah, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, and I smell the blood. I'm out. Yeah, it just, Peace. it just, it's one of those things where I think you know he wanted a little bit more control. He found it in Tampa Bay. He gets to be the the a little bit more of the puppet master. And dude, twenty years, twenty years later, uh, turns out uh, the guy can still play football and doesn't have to be in New England to win. So that's how you win. That's how you win the divorce. Wife still hot. Yeah. Um, did you guys go through oldest, youngest stats? The oldest ever to win a Super Bowl? The youngest ever to win a Super Bowl MVP? Oh, an MVP. I Ooh, think it was yeah. just the Super Bowl. No? Um, some... Well, I could probably guess the oldest. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Oh, is that your tease? We'll do it. I like we'll that. We'll do it after uh, this Sports Center update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dale Watson. Ah, yeah. Oh, thanks to Tequila. It's for you. I do like that line. It's um, it's a long lost art of uh, the old country music where they just kind of slow down and we're just gonna talk to you here for a bit and just kind of go through and then we'll go back into singing. But you know what's interesting is you talk about that right with uh, country music and I think country music does that now. It's just like. Way more fast-paced. Well, it's more like uh, rap rock now. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, bust some rap. No, but yeah. it's like I'm gonna just break it down here. For yeah. you. I'm just gonna talk to you for just a bit. It's like back then Joe they started recording it, and then like they had the song written, and then all of a sudden the guy's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just gonna talk to you. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> we just made it to the bridge of the song, and what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna break it down and talk to you for a little bit. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I'll talk to you about your truck. <laughs> Talk about your truck. You heard right. that thing yet? I'm just going to go ahead and walk you through an oil change here real quick. <laughs> what you want to do, first thing you want to do is make sure you got some extra oil to put back in the car. Man, I've made that mistake a few times. You go and you go and drain it. <laughs> you forgot to buy the new oil. Oh, man. You know something? If you told me that was a song, 
that it was just a dude like <laughs> taking cash. a yeah, it was just taking a bridge to explain to you how to change the oil in your truck. No way would I like at all doubt that. I would That's just be like, good. oh, interesting. <laughs> Huh. You made an album, like a how-to album. Yeah. Dale Watson, how-to. Yeah. Track one, oil change. Track two, uh, changing the battery in a smoke detector. Track three, how to start your lawnmower in one pull. <laughs> it's called one pull start. One pull start. Track <laughs> three, one pull start. Now, go ahead and sit on that mower. Make sure you pull it nice and long. I want that great. won a Grammy. He won a Grammy for that. That would be a great country uh, album. Somebody should do that. I would I would listen to it. I <laughs> would just for the tips. Because that is something I need to know. How the hell do you start the damn thing? You in and one I pole? were talking about lawnmower music earlier. Yeah, yeah. You put on the classic rock station, mow your lawn. Yes. Yeah. But yes. what if it was actually telling you how to do it? All right, now step two. Like tra- track one is like it just goes throughout your whole day of lawn maintenance. It mm. literally starts with First thing you want to do is grab yourself a beer. Yes. <laughs> and it just goes, all right, now now before you start mowing the lawn, you want to make sure that you plan out your route. And it just walks you through it, and you could literally go step by step. And in the hour-long album, you could go from just a mangy lawn yes. to a perfectly edged, manicured, weed-whacking weed around the fence, uh, getting the weeds out of the uh, flower gardens, doing the whole thing. And in an hour, you've got a perfect lawn. Yeah, I would listen to that. Yeah. Hardcore, I would listen to that. That's awesome. Every, every week, every weekend, I listen to the same album. Dale Watson, How to Mow Your Lawn. I think you need to get your dad on that. It's not a bad. He doesn't have any musical chops, but I'll have him uh, do the sing. Uh, get get the old man to start uh, singing. Just hire some dudes to get a melody around him. Yeah, and he could do that. Well, but he can also be a consultant and a songwriter, and he can do the bridge. Yes, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll go ahead and uh, knock out the chorus and the verse, and then he just comes in. And it's like, all right, old man, here we gotta get some tips. Be great. Be great. Uh, one of the big storylines around Super Bowl LV, which did they miss an opportunity to put this in Las Vegas? I mean, Allegiant Stadium just opened in Las Vegas. You have Super Bowl 55, Roman numeral LV, and they're in Tampa Bay. Well, I think they did. Well, didn't they announce it at the draft that Vegas would be Super Bowl site? LVI. Like in 23 or LV, something? LVII. Wasn't it supposed to be in Vegas anyway? Or yes, I, I understand, really but I'm saying this that. Super Bowl is oh. LV, yeah, Las yeah. Vegas. I mean the no, I know the graphics mean. department. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You're you're saying that they missed a marketing opportunity yes. to market Vegas, which it, needs no marketing. It's true, but they did the year <laughs> that they opened a football stadium. I got beautiful football stadium. I know. You I know. come on. All right. I get what you're saying. One of the biggest storylines, other than Roman numeral gate. <laughs> As it's been known. Yes. For all of 15 seconds. Uh, is old guy, young guy. The the goat, baby goat thing. Yep. So, who is the oldest ever? This is the first time you have two, two former Super Bowl MVPs matching up. Yeah. Who's the oldest uh, Super Bowl MVP ever? Okay, I'm going to go two guesses here. Okay. You only um, get one. <clears throat> time. I'm looking at the clock. Oh, crap. Yeah, time constraints. Uh, I want to go with... Man, I I almost just want to guess Tom Brady, but I'm probably wrong. Which Super Bowl? Which uh, not the last one, but the one before when they beat the Falcons. Thirty nine years old. Okay, there we 39 go. Thirty nine years old, Tom Brady. Because I was about to guess Peyton Manning ah. uh, and the Broncos one, but I remember Von Miller won that yeah. MVP. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. What are you going to give me the youngest now? Yeah. Well, that was a that was, oh. that was the pattern <laughs> that I was going on. How did you pick up on that? Who is the youngest to win the Super Bowl MVP? Oh, was it Ray Lewis? No. Damn. The the year Pat Mahomes won it, he was 24 oh. years old. He was not the youngest, and he's not the second youngest. There are two guys younger than Pat Mahomes when he won the Super Bowl. 23 years. Where is it? 23 right years, nine months, and 29 days is the record. Lynn Swan won his a few days older than it. He was 23 years, 10 months, and 11 days. Damn. When Lynn Swan won his. But who is the youngest? I need a guess. I need a better guess than Ray Lewis. Damn. How did Ray Lewis did win MVP, but how is he not younger? That was like his second season. Um, I'm looking at an MVP list. Damn. Not Emmett Smith. Phil Sims. The youngest a shot in the dark. <laughs> the youngest ever was from Super Bowl 18. It was Marcus oh. Allen at 23. Oh, really? Yeah. Marcus Allen, 23, not 23 years, nine months, 29 days. Marcus Allen. Damn. Yeah. Just a baby. And the photo in the article that I, that I was reading from this is him just running past the Redskins with the ball in one hand, jumping over like a pile of guys uh, stuck behind him. Marcus Allen was a star. Done. Listen to this MVP list from that uh, kind of span of years. You got yep. Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Plunkett, Joe Montana, John Riggs, Marcus Allen, Joe Montana. John Riggins. John Riggins, sorry. Yeah. What did I say, Riggs? Yes, you did. From, uh, from Lethal Weapon. That's right. <laughs> Dual <laughs> Yes, <laughs> dual Uh John Riggins was a beast, man. That yeah. guy was just a steamroller. Uh, but, but, yeah, one of the uh, first uh, Steelers ones not on there, Lynn Swan, too. So That's yeah. surprising that Ray Lewis wasn't younger for that because I could have swore that he was uh, – that was like his – that was the biggest deal about that whole win was that, like, I think it was Ray Lewis's rookie season or something. No, he wasn't. Maybe his second year. Like, I know he was really young when he won that. Because huh. won that, that was a 2000 Super Bowl or, two, or 99? 2001. Oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Right? Or was it – Hmm. I don't know. I get that one and the Tampa Bay one mixed up. 2003 was Tampa Bay. So okay. I think 2001 because the Patriots won in between that. There we go. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, all right. Well, there's your uh, youngest MVP. So uh, no shot for Pat Mahomes to be the youngest because he's already got one, obviously. But Tom Brady can uh, only add to his uh, illustrious career. Who's younger that you could get it in this season's one? Uh, you mean like coming up next year? No, just this year. Who's oh, actually of consequence? Oh, yeah. Who's the rookie of consequence out there? I can't think of a, a rookie standout on no. either team. It'd have to be probably one of those like Malcolm Smith or Larry Brown yeah. Super Bowl MVPs. How about Cole Hardman? I don't know. It's a very good question. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. So 22 years. So actually, McCole Hardman could do it. Well, there you go. Yeah. Let's go McCole Hardman. That's who I'm rooting for. There now. we go. <laughs> now you have something to root for yeah, in the game. Finally. Well done. Uh, I don't see that happening uh, without Pat Mahomes throwing him the ball. Uh, you don't know, man. Maybe he'll have like three huge end-around uh, touchdowns well, when they do go. that little pitch play in the back. That would give it to him. But, hey, Malcolm Smith, uh, Larry Brown, just, uh, they just threw the ball to me, and I caught it. It's like, all right, here's your MVP. Have a great day. Uh, all right, good versus evil is next. Uh, so we'll do it next. It's the Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. 
Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. I have zero energy um, and zero excitement about an all-star game this year. Um, you know, I, I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game. Um, but it's the agreement that the Players Association and the league came about. That was massive and athletic rich guy LeBron James. The King isn't happy about the prospect of an NBA All-Star game. A day after De'Aaron Fox called the contest, quote-unquote, kind of stupid, LeBron called it, quote, pretty much a slap in the face. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting the league and players union expect to have a deal finalized by this week, in which they pretty much already did. How much should the League of Offices be influenced by LeBron's opinion when it comes to this All-Star game? They've got a process for having these conversations, and it's going through the collective bargaining agreement through the CBA and having a conversation with the players' union. So he can go out and try to influence other players through the media if he wants to, but just make a phone call, dummy. Really? Yeah, right? Like that's the interesting thing about this whole spat with uh, with LeBron and the and the Aaron Fox and the whole yeah. All Star Game thing is the fact that, like how much money is on the line to actually put something out on TV compared to like pissing LeBron James off. I'm I'm gonna take the money. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I think yeah. LeBron needs me more than I need LeBron in terms of being the NBA. Like, where else is LeBron James going to go play if he's getting pissed off? Uh, yeah, he'd make a lot of money in China. I'm sure that yeah, that's would. true. Yeah. So he's, I think he has <laughs> options. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, who cares? Like, if LeBron goes out and gripes, if you're the NBA, whatever, dude. It's like you get in there and you have a conversation with the rest of the players. If nobody wants to play the game, we won't play it. But guess what? If somebody gets a chance to play in an all-star game because the the – rest of the all-stars opt out they yeah. still get to play in an all-star game so if there's enough players to go out and do it play it and and who cares there's not gonna be any interest in it anyways so. no no um he's great but he's got a i think he needs to play uh many more years um which if he does there's no question that uh he's in the conversation too young that's famous jeans salesman Brett Favre, and if you listen to the audio closely, it sounds like he's in heaven or something. He is. Weird echo. Uh, this week, the infamous texter decided to talk to the media, and this time it was to Yahoo Sports when he said that Deshaun Watson should honor his contract with Houston. Favre said, quote, you get paid a ton of money to do a certain job, and, well, just do it. Let the chips fall where they may. I think we make too much money to voice an opinion but i'm not saying he's wrong it's just a different day and time sure (laughs) i'm old i'm old and when we used to play we played like this does brett Favre have remotely any point whatsoever no in this no he just got asked a question that he didn't really care about he's in there talking about he's like oh i I don't know i guess i would just play out the contract because that's what i did but he's also one of those guys that threatened to retire again and again and ended up bouncing around demanded trades from the jets yeah demanded to get back onto the team once the uh, packers were like yeah we're gonna go aaron Rodgers. it's it's funny 
funny that we uh, automatically assume credibility to somebody because he was in a similar situation a decade ago. Like, what? No. It just... But the irony is too thick. Like, yeah, yeah, he was is. in the situation, yeah. and he handled it exactly like Deshaun Watson no, is, Deshaun except Watson, not as graceful. Yeah, Deshaun Watson has not sent a single ween pick to anybody uh, in the media oh, that, I, that I know of. So yeah. don't forget about that. Uh, but, yeah, like, like I said, the fact that we give credibility to Brett Favre because he also played quarterback in the NFL. Deshaun Watson has every right to go out and gripe. And the other thing is he hasn't he hasn't said he wouldn't play. He hasn't sat out a game. Yes, he gets played a lot of money. Yes, he's under contract. No, he doesn't want to play for the Texans. I kind of agree with him. I wouldn't want to play for the Texans either. And the question, and James Harden asked it after, and I think it was being asked within the Nets, if, if Kevin Durant was in the locker room with his teammates after potential exposure to that individual, should the Nets have played that game at all? That's guy who thinks he's better than me, Adrian Wojnarowski. After a confusing night surrounding the status of Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant at the Barclays Center, which included him getting pulled out of the lineup in pregame and again in the third quarter for contract tracing protocols, Durant will not travel to Philadelphia for Saturday's game and could be lost for multiple games for the second time in a month. Last night when this whole thing was going down during Brooklyn's loss, he tweeted out, free me. Does it seem like the NBA is losing control of this whole uh, Corona thing? No, I mean, I don't think they ever had their, their full grasp of it, but there doesn't, this has happened multiple times where they pulled somebody out after they've already started playing and there hasn't been a major outbreak. You, Other than the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't think anybody has missed significant game. Any teams have canceled significant games, uh, numbers of games. Now, you had the Grizzlies, and yep. it's not a significant number, but I think it was like two or three games. I, I thought that it was like closer to four, but either, oh, was it? Yeah. It, it was two of them against the Blazers, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, so. I mean, and uh, to your point, it's not a significant amount of games, but I guess the reason I bring this up is like, uh, more of this is going to happen. Well, sure it is. and yeah. But they're going through their protocols as written and as agreed upon between the NBA. The reason this is a big story is because it's Kevin Durant. And if he it, already got the Rona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if this was, you know, uh, I don't know, Ennis Cantor, I don't think anybody's that concerned about it nationally. But anything that has to do with Kevin Durant and the New Jersey Nets right now is uh, front page news. Yeah. How do you think Kyrie uh, Irving is reacting to all this? He's probably going to take a mental health week. <laughs> and the other thing, this may be a blessing in disguise for the Knicks or the Nets because they're going to play Philadelphia. And we know from local experience that the fewer starters you have, the better better your odds of beating the 76ers. Yeah, that seems to be it. Or yeah. the fact that like Ben Simmons is inexplicably the linchpin that holds that team together. Well, they were on a back-to-back and he had a calf. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Florida. Your headline, Florida attorney disbarred from making porn film in jail. Wait, disbarred for making a porn film in jail. You that's said right. I said from. from. Yes. All right. That's a whole other kind of story. That is a different thing. That means he got the license <laughs> and everything. No longer, yeah, he got his own license <laughs> and now he's no longer able to make jail porn. Too bad. Let me tell you something, man. It was a pain in the ass. I went through all whoa, the hoops. Wow, the irony of that statement. I jumped all the hoops. I had the licensing. Yeah. And then they tell me I can't do and my smut film. I can't do it. I was already working on it. So 
Andrew Spark used his law license to access private rooms. State Supreme Court says these are private rooms in this Tampa Bay. There's the Super Bowl connection. Thank you. Tampa Bay prison. According to Florida uh, Supreme Court notice, Spark abused his privileges to practice law. He used his law license to access these private rooms that were provided to attorneys at two jails. Okay. And then he had private access. He's like, let's get it on. Who's... Who's in there? Uh, uh, who's performing? Was he one of the? Uh, I'm gonna guess actors? it was inmates, and I'm gonna guess it was like the uh, that was the handle for him. Yeah, that was the pull. It was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You just only guessing. in Florida. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> only in Florida. Um, yeah, well, this one's uh, this one's pretty <laughs> cut and dry. I don't know if I can add a whole. Why lot don't more. you want to touch this one? You seem like you're hesitant to touch. Yeah, this a lot one. of the jokes that I have in my head are very inappropriate. A lot um, of boob jokes? No, not as many boob jokes. Uh, yeah, because well, were, were these female prisons? Uh, let me go ahead and read as fast as I can. Give me an hour. Why didn't you? Uh, why don't you ever pre-read these stories? You get you get enthralled by the headlines, and you very rarely have. Any information for follow-up questions. You know something? That's true. I just get really excited by the headline. Yeah, you do. Because I'm one of those guys that just scrolls through Twitter, and then I read the headline. Yeah. And then I just kind of fill in the gaps of the story myself. <laughs> and they're but, usually better than the actual that's story. That's right. Yeah, they're more, way more salacious. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of which, <laughs> I have a headline gripe that we are going to start off. And this is a sports headline gripe. Oh, thank goodness. That, <laughs> that we need to get into in hour two. We will start with a very bold headline dispute that I have. Oh, yes, I know. Um, did you, ha- did you have any more information? Were you actually reading that or did I engage you in conversation by mistake? Oh yeah. I already closed yeah. the window. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your, there's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian restaurant. Hey, here's an idea. Have Hawaiian food for the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, that would be good. A whole poo poo platter. We do Hawaiian food every Easter. And we always get we always get a couple things from yeah. 808. We make a Kahlua pig, which their Kahlua pig is very good. But we always get the chicken katsu and the mac salad from 808. Not meaning to plug the client more, like, cheesy-wise, but just saying, like, Hawaiian food buffet for a Super Bowl would be a great yes. idea. I, yeah. this, this is why I brought it up. Mm. So if you want to do that, just go to 808.com. It's A-T-E hyphen O-H hyphen A-T-E dot com. Their food is great. And as Will said, would make a wonderful Super Bowl buffet. Um, all right, there's your good versus evil. Uh, my gripe about headlines. Next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 